0: chilling chillin' in the hot tub Five feet apart cause they're not gay Two bros Two bros Five feet apart cause they're two bros Two bros Two bros Welcome gay. listeners to We Rate Queer Bait The show where we Go through the blurry lines between <laughs> I forgot what I be
1: between you're homo. so close.
0: You're so close. Uh I, know I did have it pulled up for best, you. You can cheat. oh homies and homos. You see, my brain was remembering like uh uh gal pals, and I was like, that's not in there. We
1: did bounce around many, many, many names because um turns out naming a podcast is hard but also fun.
0: Yeah, so yeah. we can all ignore that I butchered that. It's episode four, so <laughs> everyone yeah. will forgive me in the marketplace of yeah.
2: ideas.
1: Yeah, episode. It's episode, four,
2: so... it's episode four. This is the fourth time we've ever recorded a podcast. Correct. You have to be nice to us. Yeah, we have no
0: other podcast history other than this. That's true. And if you try to dig up receipts, I will uh, block you on Twitter.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't. You can't fucking prove that any of us have ever watched Hunter Hunter.
1: Mm, Listen. That's true. I, you can't do that it. that was a
0: different Devin. i dropped him into a <laughs> vat of water <laughs> <laughs> if you say Devin, but you recorded le- you recorded another podcast on hunter hunter i would say that was a different me that was yeah. a, that was a different guy he's dead now
2: don't yeah. worry no
1: one cares about the man in the box
2: no one cares about the man on the previous podcast certainly not me <laughs> Yeah, the thing, that, the thing that people don't know about about podcasts is that when you, you end an old podcast and start a new one, you have to kill the previous hosts. Well, and, and usually the... they sound exactly... And yeah, you, you, have to, you have to kill the host and replace them with someone who sounds exactly like them.
1: Well, and here's the thing about podcasts um, is that um, every good podcast has three parts. And the first part is the turn.
2: Yeah, are
0: you
1: watching yeah. closely? <laughs> are you listening closely? Are you listeners? listening closely? Are you listening closely? Because we are going to talk about um, everyone's favorite movie from 2006, yep. I think. Spe- uh,
2: speaking of the start of a podcast, <laughs> who are we?
1: Oh! Hi,
0: I'm Devin. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm this podcast on mm
1: Mmm. Um, I'm Sky. My pronouns are he, she, and, um... Yeah? I don't know. This movie has so many terrible characters.
0: Oh. Um, Really? I think they're all nice.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm the podcast's uh, weird inventor who creates side plots that nobody asked for, but are uh, really crucial. Oh, you're David Bowie? Yeah, I'm... I'm (laughs) Yeah, I'm David Bowie. Great.
2: I'm... I'm Emery. My pronouns are they, she, he. And for my next trick, I'm going to make your daughter disappear. Oh
1: fuck. Oh shit. <laughs> for,
0: for my next trick, i daughter to break now. both your legs.
1: That's right. My daughter now.
0: <laughs> for my next I won. For my next trick, I'm going to break both your legs at the same time. Hello. Hello. This week we're we're talking about um, we talk about a lot of how sometimes queer, uh, queer baiting in media doesn't have to be two characters uh, obviously in love with each other and never saying it. Sometimes it can be two characters obviously in love with each other and having the messiest breakup of all time. And this week we're talking about The Prestige. Christopher Nolan's sure 2006 hit film The Prestige about two gay wizards who just want to say love each other but would rather die
2: famous audible dialogue hater Christopher Nolan really made a movie about wizards this time famous
0: um yeah Sky knows my takes about Dunkirk um Uh I can't tell a single boy on that movie apart um famous uh guy who just makes his soundtracks too loud and all his characters look the damn same Mm -hmm. um got one right one time
1: well, in this one, it kind of relies on all the characters looking the same because he just had he uh, discovered his thing. He had two actors play. Um, well, one of them played two discrete characters, and one of them played spoilers like a hundred and one discrete characters. So, you know, spoilers. Oh, a hundred and two. Sorry, I forgot about the uh, the guy in the middle.
2: One of them. Uh, one of them played the exact same character as he did in batman that's
1: so mm, fucking true it is true that's so
0: fucking true
2: i'm just gonna call this man alfred for the entire podcast because i forgot his actual name that's um, fine i keep calling him michael kane okay. yeah
1: in my notes it's yeah. michael kane every single time uh i think eventually <laughs> towards the end i remembered his name was john so i wrote that a couple times cutter
0: is his name yeah
1: his name is john cutter i forgot the last name i just have him as john because at that point they were mostly calling him john i think i'm
0: surprised you remember his name was john i remember cutter
1: yeah um yeah but he is michael kane most of the time in my notes because you know i'm writing fast and i don't have time to think ah what's that what's that guy's name he's alfred from batman you know
0: should before we like get too lost in the sauce with this should i try to describe the
2: plot of this insane movie Let's let's talk about the plot and how normal it is. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. So I got it wrong. Um, the first act of this movie is not the turn. It's the pledge. So, yeah. so
2: um,
1: this is a movie about movies.
0: This is a movie um, that in Chris, typical Christopher Nolan style is jumping around all over the damn timeline. I'm going to explain it in chronological order, not how the movie tells it. Because if I yeah, try to do the
1: movie... Like,
2: i think i would go insane oh yeah in, in in like the first hour we are just cutting back and forth between like multiple framing devices of these guys reading each other's journals
0: reading each other's diaries that were explicitly written
2: for the other person i will
0: get into it
2: yeah, yeah. i will um, it's love um, We're doing framing devices within framing devices here,
0: within like yeah. framing devices. It is insane.
1: Can I suggest yeah. something? I'd like to start with the first scene that we get, um, and then like the historical happenings in chronological order.
0: Okay. So the mm-hmm. first, what do you mean by the first scene? Because the first scene is technically Michael Caine doing a bird trick.
1: Well, but it's interlaced with... So it starts... Yeah, Michael Caine is saying... Are you talking
0: about the first scene? Or are you talking about, like, the second scene, which is...
1: Well, the magic The murder. Trick. Yeah. The, so, because that's the framing device of it, is, like, how did this happen? Is, like, what's going on here? It's supposed to... Sort of a mystery, sort of a... <laughs> Magic trick, sort of about movies and how they're three acts. Yeah. Um, Let me
0: explain how Michael Caine opens this. With yeah, Michael speech.
2: Michael Caine starts the film by killing a bird, and yeah. that's right. We'll, he explains. We'll continue f- to insist throughout the movie that murder is essential for doing good magic. That's You have true. to get your hands dirty. Uh
1: huh. You
2: have to get your hands dirty. You have to bury a man alive. This is this is essential for your career. If you want to surprise the audience, someone has
0: to be dead somewhere mm-hmm. so michael kane explains the rules of magic which are their three parts which is the pledge you ins- it, the magician shows you something ordinary perhaps a ball of herd or a man and ins- asks you to inspect it to see that's ordinary the next is the turn where he uh, makes that thing disappear or do something wondrous and uh that's the fun part but you know you you won't clap for that because you gotta bring it back it's not just that simple of getting rid of it you just gotta get it back there and so the third part is the prestige which is where you bring it back and as we're getting this part we're getting interlaced with Hugh Jackman who is Angier in this movie doing a funny little trick and at the end of the trick he falls into a funny little vat of water and dies yeah As the movie says, welcome to the prestige, idiot.
1: Yeah, so like, yeah, the the first kind of scene is like a guy running up and he's like, I'm at part of the act and he's like looking at the magic machine, that's the pledge. And then the turn, he drops off the stage and he's like, "Damn, that doesn't seem right." And he goes below the stage, and yeah, he sees the guy drop into a tank of water, and he yeah. can't get out. And he's trying to break down the door, and then we see him on trial for his murder. And that's that. That's that's the prestige. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's our that's our setup. So, yeah, then if you want to try to take us through the actual events of the story in chronological order,
0: <laughs> okay, here we fucking go, folks. Mm-hmm. So, in chronological order, not how the movie tells it. The movie follows two up-and-coming magicians. Um, Mm -hmm. One played by Hugh Jackman. His name is Angier. um, And the other played by uh, Christian Bale, whose name is Alfred Borden. And they're two up-and-coming magicians. They uh, are basically plants at the beginning of the movie for another magician's act where they go on stage and tie, like, the lady, the assistant lady, not the actual magician... The assistant lady who gets dropped into a vat of water and has to escape out of it. Why it's not the magician doing this escape bars trick, I don't know. Um, but they have to tie because, her in. Because because we
2: couldn't fridge a man this early in the movie.
0: You can't fridge the man this early in the movie. This lady
2: is... Um,
1: Once again, the we women need in to, this we movie need literally, to, literally th- exist for no other reason than to heterosexualize it. Literally yeah, we, no we, need we other. Need
2: to die. We need to frit yeah. We need to fridge a woman so that the rest of the movie can happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This woman is um, Angier's wife. Uh, whenever he goes up on stage to tie her, the knot around her legs, so he won't stop fucking kissing her leg, and they have to say, "Hey, man, people can fucking see you do that. Can you not?"
1: Yeah, you're an audience plant. Stop doing that. <laughs>
0: and uh, Alfred Boren gets to tie her hands together, and some ni- some damn nights, he's just. He's insisting that there's just a better, more secure knot he can tie. And they have to... Some nights they to be like, Hey, man, we fucking told you before. Knock it off. Don't tie that knot. And he's just like, What if I did, though? What if I did tie that knot? Um...
1: Yeah, so, yeah. We see them do the trick, and then afterwards, he's bitching about it. And like, um, there, uh, the the assistant is like, "Yeah, no, I can do this knot underwater." And Michael Caine is like, "Yeah, no, it's not a knot that's be- meant to be slipped underwater. Yeah, like,
0: it, once it gets wet, it will swell, and then you can't get your hands out."
1: Yeah. Um. And yeah, she's like, "No, I can do it. We'll practice," and uh, he's like, "No, we won't." Um. So one fateful night. Yeah
2: yeah christian bale is just he's just he's 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 insisting that he's the best at knots and anyone else who thinks they know about rope is a fucking idiot so already we're it's outstanding guy
0: i will say uh christian bale in this role is just like the most aggro unpleasant man who is obsessed about one thing and kind of makes it your problem for it fantastic Mm -hmm. casting just fantastic casting um so one night he actually goes and does the damn thing he ties the knot that he shouldn't and um, oh
1: yeah I, i'm sorry yeah i did want to say his character being set up here is that a real magician tries to invent something new that's like yeah, his...
0: he's the magician who wants to always try a new trick always want to push the boundaries and everyone's like hey man be fucking safe so you don't kill somebody um so, one night he does the damn thing and, uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, Angier's wife can't slip the knot and she dies. She yeah, dies. so
1: she's looking at him and nods and he unties whatever knot he's tying and then ties it again and then goes in and then, uh, The timer's going, it goes off, uh, Michael Caine rushes out and tries to, like, break her out. She lives long enough to yell Robert and panic a whole bunch before drowning.
0: Yeah, which normally happens when you're drowning. You tend to panic.
1: Okay, but this woman is a professional who, like, gets put in tanks all the time. Yeah, but once you realize
0: that you can't slip a knot and you're locked in a box...
1: Okay, but once you realize you are not locked in a box where somebody's actively coming forward and hitting it, and you know that you are a trained professional and just have to hold your breath until that time because you can. Hold I'm sorry, your for like I'm going to start dunking you like... in
0: boxes and see how well you do when you realize you can't get out. <laughs>
1: i'm just saying if this movie had respected women at all they just wouldn't have done it they would have had the magician do it and have him like really not be able to slip the knot and be too proud to have somebody off stage and it would have just made more tension between the two anyway it doesn't have to be a wife that's fridged but anyways
2: anyways I yeah don't plus plus it would have been like thematic because then he's dying because because of bad pride Yeah, yeah, he (laughs)
1: has his own story going on that ends here that, like, you know, they always kind of blame each other for, you know?
2: Yeah,
0: I will still say, I'm pretty sure if you uh, were dropped into a vat full of water and realized that you couldn't slip in that and therefore get out, you might start to panic a little bit. Um, I would panic as
2: hell, but that's why I'm not a magician. Yeah, that's why I'm not doing it. That's so, why I don't go in any tanks.
1: Yeah, that's why you know, like if if that was my job, and also there was somebody there to break me out with an axe, and also if I was very insistent that I could slip this certain knot underwater,
0: I would simply. You know? override I perhaps my... would have
1: practiced it before I nodded at the guy who was supposed to do the knot and said, "Yeah, tie the unsafe knot on me. I I want you to do it."
0: You would simply not drown, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Basically, what you're telling me this whole time is, you simply would not. Drown. I simply
1: would not have been murdered by this guy. But anyways, I simply
2: would not have died. Um. <laughs> if it if it were me, I would simply not get into a war with another magician.
1: Yeah. So
0: speaking of this war, um, we're at uh, the lady's funeral. Her name is Julia, um, and they're at their her funeral. Um, cutter michael kane is telling a fun little story about how he knew a sailor once who uh nearly drowned and when they asked him about it he pauses first and goes like it's beautiful just like going home and mm-hmm. i'm just like you're a fucking liar my guy but whatever mm-hmm. and uh Andrea really takes this to heart because he's an idiot and borden shows up to the funeral is like hey man i'm so sorry about what happened and angie is just like hey man what fucking knot did you tie Just real quick, what knot did you tie? And he says, uh... I don't know. And leaves. And this is the framing design for the whole movie, is that Angier's like, what the fuck do you mean you don't know? You tied it!
1: Here's, here's my thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Can I... I've kind of spoiled it already. Can I spoil it here? Because this is such a fucking... I don't want to Yeah, there are two brothers. I don't want to tear apart this movie so quickly, but this is kind of flimsy when the whole time you have him saying i'm arguing with myself over what knot i tied
0: okay but like take this you're the brother who tied the knot uh-huh the other brother goes to the funeral and doesn't know literally they haven't talked about it yet doesn't know what knot he's tied he
1: said he talked he asked himself that all night he says that to him yeah he and asked- we know seeing the movie that that's code for i've been asking my brother this whole time. Okay, which not you go to the
0: funeral and you're like, oh shit, I don't know what my brother did. So you say, I don't know. Now the brother has to be committed to the idea that they're not allowed to know who did it. Yeah, it's... It's them, like, having one miscommunication. Whether the one brother didn't tell him because he's, like, ashamed of it or the he didn't do it because he was just like, I don't want to reveal this horrible secret. But now you, as, like, a guy, have to be committed to the idea that We're not allowed to know what we did to sell the bit.
2: Because we're awful people. These two brothers just being so committed to their bit of pretending to be the same person causes so many fucking problems. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, It's incredible. I'm
0: not saying it's smart. I'm not saying that this would be solved if either brother just like, you know, talked about their shit. But they can't. They can't because they're too committed to the fucking bit. Yeah. Anyways, um, during this time, Borden uh, gets a funny wife and he... uh, Oh, first
1: we have to say before before that all happened, they did go to a magic show together.
0: I wanted to talk about that in gay moments.
1: Oh, okay. Because it
0: is like one of the most tender moments they have with each other.
1: That's fair enough, I suppose. I was gonna say, like, it's, uh, like, chronologically, I guess, for the, you know, it's, it shows that, um, uh,
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah, Borden's whole thing is, like, devotion to, like, a great trick, or the tricks, like, you know, it's the great trick. Yeah, that's where
0: he's, like, you have to live your act 24-7, because you never know who's watching.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they yeah they see a guy like do a, a trick and he's like oh well the real trick is that he's pretending to be frail all this time Like, yeah, he's really he's pretending, a
2: strong man yeah pretending to be feeble so that people don't suspect that he can carry the heavy things that he needs to carry to do his trick between mm-hmm. his thighs mm-hmm. at all between time. his thighs yeah
1: yeah yeah okay so yeah um okay yeah
0: so. Next, Borden gets a wife and he uh, is like doing like, oh, I can do a funny bullet catch. Um, That'll be our funny trick we can do. And she's like, isn't that dangerous? And he's like, yeah, probably, you know, maybe. And so he goes and does the funny bullet catch. And then at the bullet catch thing, uh, who is this but Angier in disguise who slips an actual bullet into the gun and is just like, hey. What motherfucking knot did you tie my man and board I in again I love that
2: I yeah. love that any every single time they call for a uh, 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 audience partition participation in this movie they always just go straight for the guy wearing a fake beard every time it never fails yeah i feel like after the first time you would just start having plants in the
0: audience because you're like well i never know which one of them could be my most hated
2: rival who wants me dead in every way No, but they, it's, they, they, they fucking clear that up when they, when, when they talk about how dangerous the trick is. They say you can't have every audience member be a plant, so.
1: He's, okay.
2: Sucks to that idea. He's nervous
1: enough that he doesn't, he has Fallon himself be there, like, okay. Um. Yeah, Fallon, so Fallon's, like,
0: this guy who's supposed to be his engineer, his, like, assistant, um who is always shown in like heavy like has a big beard on and has a top hat and always kind of keeps his head down and never says a damn word wonder who <laughs> that could be hmm.
2: wonder who it could be
1: wonder who it could be in disguise all the time
0: wonder who it could fucking be since fallon is always like near him and he's always being like yeah me and fallon we do everything together if something's happening you talk to fallon too Um, funny how we never see both of their faces in the same shot also funny how even when we're about to he quickly ducks his head and moves out of the frame
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um so borden gets shot by angier and he loses some fingers and so now he's like i can't fucking do magic except i can because i'm psycho
2: um, yeah yeah i i i was actually chopping some onions the other day and i cut my finger and it still kind of hurts so really we're both suffering the same amount you guys are that's the right. same that's right <laughs> the same i i i saw i saw his hand fucking explode and i said wow that's me He said, damn, he just liked me for real.
1: Damn, that's exactly right. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: So this is what I like to call the prank war section of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's where these two just get into a prank war with each other. Mm -hmm. Every time the other gets a little bit successful, the other plays a funny prank on them that um, maims them in some way. Yeah. The next one is uh, Angier has his own little show. He's doing his version of the dub trick, which is... I didn't fucking understand this. He has like a wire contraption around his whole body that like slips yeah. the dove behind yeah. his back when it's, no one's looking.
1: It's literally he's, a dove flinging machine. Like, like <laughs> is what it is. It flings the dove. So first of all, um he's, he's he He's wearing gets, He goes to Michael Kane and he's like, "Hey, I need you to do some I need you to help me because that guy killed your assistant. Um so nobody'll hire Caine, you except I will." Um and Jerry Michael Kane
2: is just like, "I have exactly the thing. Here, mm-hmm. I built the mech suit from live die repeat. You're going to wear that."
1: Right, but first he says, you're going to have to do the dove trick, and he's like... I don't want to kill a bird, and he's like, "Well, you're gonna have to. You have to get your hands dirty to fucking kill the bird, you little nerd." And
2: then he do some motherfucking animal cruel to you, pussy.
1: Yeah, you pussy. And then he like trains him how to like use this machine, and then in the very like as he's like finally learning how to use it with a real dove, he learns that it he somehow didn't realize this whole time in like practicing with it that you don't actually kill the bird. It like. Flings it underneath <laughs> you on a string so that you can, like, pull it back up with a flourish. Like.
0: Bird bones yeah. are very
2: light. Bird <laughs> bones are famously hollow. That thing's neck is being snapped instantly. Yeah, there's just, like, this full spring loaded mechanism that just yanks the bird, like, out of the cage by its foot as it's collapsing, apparently. I'm like. Are you sure this doesn't kill the bird? <laughs> are
1: you sure? <laughs> are you sure that bird's alive? Also, they
0: when they're, like, demonstrating the contraption, when he doesn't have, like, his full suit on and everything, you can clearly see, like, the metal, like, remains of the box, like, near his palms still. Like, it's a big machine, and it's loud when it goes back. When he's wearing the outfit, it's not there anymore, and I'm just like, my guy, people are probably going to hear the, like, contraption noise. I don't know. This seems very of all the things that seem flimsy in this movie, um, that's one of the ones up that, that's up there for me. Anyways, I, just,
1: I will say I didn't do any magic research. Like some of these seem like they could be like actually like the real tricks or something, or this was an invention that they had to do these magic shows. Yeah, probably. Sure, maybe it could be that I'm yeah talking it out of my ass. That didn't snap but I'm
0: looking, a bird's I, neck
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I sure am looking at this dove flinging machine going. I don't. I don't know how well that would work, really, in front of an audience. I don't know. Also,
2: also this movie was over two hours. It seems like they really didn't need this scene.
1: Yeah, just this is general. just to say
0: that they're doing a prank war on each other. Um, Borden shows up. He uh, messes with the trick so that the contraption snags early, and it basically kills the bird and breaks the lady's fingers. Yeah, he
1: literally puts his, like, messed up hand on top of the cage and then, like, pulls his two normal fingers and like plucks the top of it so it just snaps the cage around the bird and it like snaps around the person's fingers as well, the other person yeah. holding the trap.
2: Yeah. Once once again they went straight for the man in the audience with the fake beard. It yeah. never The fails. fake beard who looks like he has nothing but
0: hatred in his eyes. They're no. like, you, sir.
1: um Scarjo really <laughs> fucked up on that one. Oh yeah,
2: Scarjo's in this movie now. She doesn't matter. Yeah. Um <laughs> Also, also, it it is just low-key established that, you know, these guys are going to each other's magic shows, like, literally every performance, Yeah, and
0: this is where we come up to, um, the most important part of the movie, which is, Borden is doing his, is unveiling his new magic trick, and it is the transported man, and... He goes, and the movie framing for this is they don't even show you the trick because it doesn't really matter. What matters is that Angier is fucking blown away by it in which yeah. he just throws a ball from one side of the stage to the other, steps into a door and pops out of the other side just to catch it. And Angier's like, what the fuck? That was so good. What like, yeah. That was the same also, guy.
1: Yeah, they don't let us see it. They just let you see him go into the door, but then they're like, "Cause I, th- you know, they don't." It's a weird framing device on it, I guess. I don't know, but oh, yeah. it's to show
0: that the trick itself doesn't matter. All it matters is that like, Angier's recognizing it as the greatest trick he's ever seen.
1: Yeah, and also, Angier, and also Scarjo.
2: Yeah. Also, extremely funny detail about this scene. Uh, Just like before he's doing, like, the new revolutionary trick that's going to blow everyone's mind and be the focal point for the entire rest of the movie, he is just doing the thing where you have two metal rings and you put them together. It's That's
1: what he's doing before the bullet thing, too! It's so funny!
2: It's
0: so funny because they repeat (laughs) the whole time. And he's doing it so... Fucking badly. He's yeah. He, just, no, they keep repeating that he is a great magician. He is an awful showman. He has no way of hyping up the audience. He is just he the just most boring man. He has
2: The biggest scowl on his face as he is clanking these little rings together, and everyone is yelling at him. And it's they're so fucking terrible. <laughs> every like every he time should. He, does he a should. Magic
1: show. They're like, "Boo! We hate your magic rings."
2: And we see this multiple times. Like <laughs> yeah. how. How has he not quit being a magician if, like, this is, is the level he's operating on? It is so
1: He's in way too far to quit.
2: It is so good that he is, like,
0: the guy who cares, who is, like, disgusted that he has to perform to do magic. Because all mm-hmm. he wants to do are the funny tricks. And Hugh Jackman, the whole movie, is like, why do you do it if not for the audience? And he's like, I fucking yeah. hate the audience. I just want to do the cool
2: tricks. It's funny that he's obsessed with, you know, new revolutionary tricks, and he is literally, like, using the first one you find in a beginner's magic trick. I'm just gonna say. Yeah,
0: it is, like, he finds the first one, and he's like, I can do it the best out of everyone. And he commits himself to just doing it forever. So good. Um, So, this is where... Cutter's like, he's using a fucking double, and Angier's just like, no he's not, um, it's too good, and Scarjo's like, yeah, it's definitely not a double, he has a fucked up hand.
1: Yeah, they both have fucked up hands, there's no way he hired another guy with a fucked up hand.
0: There's no way he found another guy with two missing fingers on that exact hand who looks like him.
1: There's no way anyone would cut off their fingers fingers. just to do a double act this good.
0: Yeah. There's no way. So Cutter's like, well, all I know how to do is to get a double, so Angier finds a double, they do that for a while. Borden eventually uh, fucks up that whole bit by getting the double to start being a huge asshole and also breaking Angier's legs.
2: Yeah. he Yeah, as part of the trick, he just, like, falls through a trapdoor on the stage so he can disappear and the other guy can appear, like, on the other side of the stage. And, 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 and Borden just moves away the, the, the big pillow that he falls on so he just he just breaks his leg it's pretty funny yeah, it's pretty
1: fun. like yeah. it's the most
0: visceral thing to watch and also incredibly funny
1: yeah and then he yeah. rises up on a platform and like pays the double to like come down on like a rope above the audience and like yeah with, like you know looking drunk and he's like oh there's just two i'm too magical for my one stage so i'll be over there and uh yeah don't go too he, hard he... on my man here
2: he just game jacked this man's entire show. He was like, what if I showed up in the other trap door and and, and tied up your double and made him look like a clown? Mm-hmm. I will say, we talked about how this guy had no
0: charisma there for a while. This is like a whole routine he does when yeah, he's like he's, making fun no, of Hugh Jackman.
2: He's suddenly doing a roast. he knows how to sell it. Like, he can only perform when he's doing it out of spite. That's right. You know? <laughs> Sometimes you gotta... He shows up with like a
0: whole celebrity roast routine. The guy's tied up. He's just like, oh, sorry, there was just so much magic in my show that it could not be contained. Yeah, That's right.
2: <laughs> one scene we see him being just like the absolute like level zero dog shit showman, and then and then next time we see him, he is doing some masterful clown ass trolling. And everybody loves it, so...
0: In between this, uh, Hugh Jackman has sent ScarJo to work for him so she can steal his secrets. And she comes back and is like, yeah, it's a fucking double. He has, like, makeup and, like, prosthetics all around the place. Like, he thinks they're hidden, but they're not. And, like, Hugh Jackman's like, no, 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 you fucking idiot. He's living his act. Those were all set there to trick you. And she's like, all the time? And he's like, "Yes. yes. He's a fucking freak. Um... So this is where she's like, "I by the way, I stole his diary for you. Do you want it?" And he's like, "Oh, thank God. Um, I do need. There's a password for it. So can you get that?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Don't worry, I got it." So he kidnaps Fallon and then buries he, him alive.
2: Yeah, he 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 leads <laughs> Fallon into a, a a dingy alleyway because he know he he he. He just walks onto the street knowing that Fallon is going to follow him. So he walks over some trick stairs and then Fallon falls through the floor directly into a coffin <laughs> and Mike, which um, Michael Kane is immediate there, immediately there to slam the lid on and, and, and hammer the nails in. Mm-hmm. He gets shot, but he's fine.
1: Yeah. He gets shot in the arm, but he's fine. And he's like, oh, that saves me the trouble of putting an air hole in there for you, asshole. I can't believe what a dick Michael Kane's character is i get that this guy might have like drowned his assistant once but like goddamn yeah he
0: puts it and he shoots him and he's just like saves me cutting you an air hole and i'm just like man you're about to bury him alive i don't think that matters at this point
1: that air Uh, hole's gonna fill with dirt pretty soon that That air hole's gonna be a dirt hole really quick
0: oh so (laughs) borden walks up and is like hey uh see that you finally are afraid to get your hands dirty (laughs) haha very funny where's my dude and he's just like before i show you your dude um give me your greatest trick and he writes down on a funny piece of paper and hands it to him and he's just like yeah that was one word so give me the trick And he's like the secret to my trick is that word and he's like oh fuck yeah dude and so he leaves he's like hey where's my assistant he's like how fast can you fucking dig Mm -hmm. uh so he has to dig him
2: up (laughs) truly like this is one of the more unhinged things that happens in the movie. Just like but just just one of them. fully burying a man alive. Yeah, just, just
0: to get a password
2: to your boyfriend's yeah. diary. And Michael Kane was just so fucking on board with it. He yeah. was like, Yeah, I'm you a magician. You have good to get magician. your hands dirty I get to my, be a magician. Yeah, you have to get your hands dirty. You have to nail a man inside a coffin and then put him in the ground. Like, And if
1: you can't do that, dude. then get off the stage. You're this not a real magician takes. if you can't bury somebody alive. This
0: is what it fucking takes. So this leads to um, Angier reading the note and all it says is Tesla. And he's like, oh, I remember that one time we were at a uh, stupid like science expo and Nikola Tesla had one of his horrible like coils there shooting lightning everywhere. And Borden was there also. So that must be his trick. Tesla gave him a thing. So I'll just go to Tesla's house. Anyways, the thing that Tesla makes is a cloning machine.
1: Like, yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: That's just, like, a side plot in this movie is that um, Tesla yeah. invents a cloning machine by accident. Yeah, yeah. so and, he and- he goes
1: to Tesla's funny assistant, who is Andy Circus, and he's like, hey, um, can you, like you built a machine for my guy. I want to know if he can build it for me. And he's like, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Tesla. We'll, we'll see if he wants to do that. Yeah. Um.
2: And as he's on his Tesla bothering trip, like he's slowly decoding the journal. And then he eventually finds out like, oh, haha, this journal was a plant. Actually, I made you think that the Tesla bullshit was real. So jokes on you, idiot.
1: Yeah, Tesla never built me a cloning machine, asshole.
2: I
0: love writing an entire encrypted diary just so one man will leave me alone. Mm hmm. Just because I know my ex will read it.
1: Yeah, just to distract my ex for a while so I can do my trick in peace.
0: So Hugh Jackman's like, great, got a cloning machine now. Yeah, Excellent. yeah, yeah. So he yeah, gets and- to that
1: part in the journal. He finishes the journal and he goes to Tesla and he's like, you lied to me. You told me that he uh, he made you a cloning machine. And Tesla was like, I literally never said that. And I also told you that making a cloning machine for like a dumb illusion trick is like, a bad extremely idea. irresponsible yeah. and a very bad idea but i did finish it it's done um yeah it tesla does is literally everything just like, outside though
2: tesla is literally just like I turns out i didn't build a teleportation machine the first time but but i can do that i did it except it's a cloning machine now it works perfectly
1: yeah 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 because they're like oh it doesn't work and they clone uh, Andy Serkis' cat and then uh, they he's like oh it's not fucking working I'm going I'm leaving I'm mad and Angier walks out and then he sees the cat outside that didn't move from outside and then he sees like this like huge like just acre of hats and he's like damn they've been cloning my hat this whole time for real just all the way out here instead of inside the lab yep so yeah he's got a cloning machine now (laughs)
2: The cat scene was kind of a little upsetting, even though I know knew going in that the cat was going to be fine. Oh, yeah. yeah it was upsetting yeah. for Andy Circus by...
0: character, too, who was like, hey, man, yeah. that's, that's my cat.
2: Yeah, the, the cat gets hit by a lot of lightning, and I'm worried for them. Um, So Hugh Jackman now has a, clon- a fancy,
0: sexy new cloning machine, and he brings it back, and he's like, hey, Cutter, check this shit out. I got a and cool he's... little machine.
2: Yeah, and he's also like... Damn, I gotta test out this machine, but I'm going to have a loaded gun by in case, because if it works, it's gonna make a perfect exact clone of me. And I could never live with a second version of me running around, even though it would even though it would work perfectly just to make a a completely accurate duplicate of myself and then just do the trick Using him as a double okay,
1: Yeah but Hugh I love- Jackman was re- I mean sorry Angier Angier was really like uh, He heard the like would you fuck your clone question And he heard it as like fuck Mary kill your clone <laughs> And is kill every time He's like no that bastard cannot live I cannot have yeah. Timmy's running around That is unacceptable Disgusting. He heard
2: the would you fuck your clone uh, question And he got so homophobic about it He had to immediately kill his clone He said
1: what that would be gay sex and just killed him on sight. I do yeah. love
0: the phrasing of his lines when he's talking about it too. He's just like, well, I didn't know if it would work and I wouldn't want to live in like the state that it would put me in. And what he's basically saying is like, what if it like fucked me up a lot? I would I would need to kill myself. But what he's really saying is, if it works, I got to kill that fucker. Yeah. I got to kill that fucker quick. No, it's... it's-
1: Yeah, because what he's doing is he's like, damn, it would suck if, like, my clone had to live, like, a double life, always in my shadow, and we just had to, like, switch off or whatever. My clone would never
0: want to take a bow beneath the stage. I know I wouldn't.
1: My clone is just as much of a showman as I am. It doesn't want to live. It either wants to be the man outside of the box, or it wants to die. It
0: wants to be dead, and I will kill it for it.
2: Yeah, instead of deciding to coexist with his clones, he decides to kill a hundred of his clones. Yes, exactly, a hundred. That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... The next part of this movie is that Cutter gets him, like, a show, and he does the show, and he's importantly, like, Cutter, you're not allowed to be, like, backstage for this one. You just gotta give me the connections. You're not allowed to see how the trick works.
1: Yeah, you're not allowed backstage at all. I need you managing the front of house. Get me connections. Never t- come backstage. All of time, my stagehands are blind, also. Borden's,
0: like, entire marriage has fallen apart. His wife has killed herself because we got a fridge yet another woman um he does have a beautiful bouncing baby daughter who he loves though and she's still here and so he was also
1: you know like his quote-unquote mistress Scarjo, also left him because he's like damn you don't you're not even talking about your wife who you loved
0: yeah and he's just like i didn't love her i didn't (laughs) just didn't like that or didn't like that girl um so he's now fully committed to angier he's watching angier do like a cool fucking trick where he teleports from the stage to like the balcony of the auditorium in like a second and he's just like that's impossible that no fucking way no way funny joke no way so he just has to like go see it and importantly we get a scene where uh Borden is arguing with Fallon being like why can't you figure it out? Why can't you figure out the fucking trick? This is too much and then eventually he's like okay you know what fine we leave him alone we we haha he wins we just knock this shit off, and we leave him alone. And then he goes to the show anyway. He, and he sure does. He goes beneath the stage. We catch up where we started the movie, and he watches Angier die beneath the stage, and that's what lands him in prison, because Michael Caine's like, you fucking killed him. You locked him in there, you sick fuck. You moved that entire 500-gallon tub of water there within the process of two minutes. Um... So
1: yeah, we can't figure out how you did it, but you're a magician, so it's fine. You're
0: you're a fucking magician, so you probably did a funny trick. Mm-hmm. So we catch up, and turns out Borden is now in jail, and he the other framing device of this movie is that he is reading Angier's diary.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, yeah, he's in yeah, there r- was reading the diary about a man reading a reading his diary. Yeah, so. a lawyer
1: visited him. Uh, and was like hey i want i want all of your tricks my my employer guy my employer guy wants all of your illusions um here's a diary also that angier wrote um in case you want it for for no reason and then the end of the journal he finally gets to it and it says and you're on you're awaiting your death for my murder
0: that's right you borden i knew all along you be and borden's like Okay, haha, Funny. No, seriously, <laughs> funny trick. Um, but my daughter is going to be like sold into work slavery if I don't get out of here. So can we not? Can we not do this? Uh, so importantly, near the end, uh, the lawyer's been saying like, oh, this guy, Lord Caldlow, wants your stuff and your tricks. And Lord Caldlow shows up one day and Borden's just like, so let's see the man who owns my daughter right now. And he looks up and it's fucking Angier. And Borden's,
2: fucking
0: in here. In here. and Borden's like, okay, okay, all right, okay, got you got me. <laughs> funny joke. Funny prank. Like, alright, you your your prank wins. Get me out of here. And Angier's like, No. No, you're gonna die. Which is funny. Um, bye. And Yeah, boarding. he's like,
1: I wanted to prove I was a better magician. And he's like, okay, fine. You can prove it here. Here's the trick. Please get me out of here. And he like looks at the trick, like folded up in a note. And he goes, okay well actually um i always knew you were a better magician um so i don't care about this and like rips it up and walks away with his daughter and yeah borden's like hey um you think this place can hold me well it fucking can they're gonna kill me you shouldn't do this man (laughs) he he
2: rips up the secret to the trick truly just proving once and for all that this entire time, they've just been motivated by spite for each other, and everything else is just excuses. That's right. Like, he, do- he don't care about the trick. He don't care about his dead wife. He just wants to ruin a man. He
1: just wants this guy to suffer.
2: He just wants to get back at his ex. Yeah. And you know what?
0: Sometimes you gotta.
2: So <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> the final part is- You gotta this, get your
0: hands dirty. That's You magic. gotta kill the dove. Mm-hmm. The final part of this movie is Cutter learning uh, what Angier has done and being like, you're a sick motherfucker, first of all. And so um, Borden explains to Fal and he's like, Well, I'm not getting out of here, so you gotta you gotta live your life for you gotta live your life for you now. You gotta live your life for both the both of us. Normal. And so the end of the movie is Cut Angier alone looking at his basement full of bodies. And then Borden just shows up and shoots him and is like, so, you figure it out yet, dumbass? Yeah,
1: we see Borden getting hung and his final words are abracadabra. And then right at that moment, he also is shooting Angier. And he's like, hey, you figured it out, dumbass? We did use a double, just like Michael Caine said all the way at the beginning. But we did the whole time, whole life, we've been doubles.
0: Like, the whole entire time... Uh, it was simple, but not easy. We both had half a life, but that was enough for
2: us. And it was
1: definitely enough. We didn't ruin the lives of everyone we around us. We weren't miserable.
2: Yeah. And this then- This whole time we've been deceiving our wife and everyone around us. And Borden is like, but you, you went
0: halfway around the world, spent a fortune, hurt so many people, and what, for nothing? And Angie's like, I did it for their smiles. The smiles of the crowd to see their faces. And Borden's like, Yeah, don't give a shit. Bye. Yeah, and the bitch end of the movie is him. Spite. Yeah, the end of the movie is him uh, going to get his daughter from Cutter, who is showing her the dove trick, which is he kills a dove and then takes another one out of his pocket and says, See, same dove.
2: <laughs> mm hmm, mm hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, that w- one of your dads did die, but it's okay because one of your dads is still here to come <laughs> uh, be your dad.
2: Damn, it's 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 like a metaphor. Mm. It's, it's Like the metaphor for what real. If, what if the doves were like the two people?
1: Mm, what if just like Sarah's nephew in the beginning of the movie? Uh, where where's his brother?
2: Yeah, where he, the dead
0: dove the guy does the dove trick and then the little boy is like he killed it and he's like no no it's right here and he's like no that's a different one
1: yeah i said where's his brother though and he's like damn i guess if one of us died the other one wouldn't you and know? borden
0: gets real scared for a second it's just like a <laughs> smart kid
1: <laughs> i wonder
2: i wonder what the conversation between cutter and borden must have been like like hey sorry i sealed you or your brother in a coffin and buried you alive how about i h- help you get your daughter back cutter was uh, probably like okay no seriously now that he's
0: dead which knot did you fucking tie dickhead <laughs> like yeah really yeah hey now that he's gone and you don't actually have to like deal with him afterwards which knot did you tie and he'd probably be like don't know it was, the other bro- it was the other brother genuinely don't know man
1: that would i wish he like because that's what's funny about it he at the very end even if he had asked it was the other brother because he was the one obsessed with Mm -hmm. magic so he wouldn't have known and that would have been great but also like it it, he didn't care he literally did not give a fuck at the end anyways
0: Mm -hmm. this movie is about the messiest breakup of all time yeah it's about the two most normal men ever
1: yeah yeah should we get into our gay moments yeah
0: can we talk about gay moments Let's do it. My um, first game moment is, we talked about earlier, but when they go see the magic, magic act in the first part of the movie where they're both just, like, sitting there, like, enraptured by it. And there's mm-hmm. a moment where he, like, does, like, the fishbowl trick and it cuts to Angier, like, clapping and he's just, like, looking from the stage to Borden with just, like, the most mesmerized smile on his face. And Borden's yeah. just, like staring at the stage content and I'm just like yeah, Borden's, he's obsessed with him.
1: Borden's watching and chuckling because it's like he he gets it. Yeah he, he knows. knows he and Angier's
0: looking at him like oh man you see this shit? This is incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he's like oh he got it so quickly and then like they're arguing afterwards because he's so like cute. it can't be so simple. Like like they're having their like first conflicts but it's cute. They're having like it's yeah they're having an like incredibly
0: a, cute moment. Yeah
1: like a cute little like magicians like they're like oh no the trick can't be that simple and they're like arguing about it back and forth it's really and it yeah the moment is really cute when he's like looking at him and going wow he figured it out
2: yeah bored and bored and just being like the real trick is deceiving everyone around you not that i would know anything about that wink the real the
1: real trick is lying to everyone forever
2: because the Mm -hmm. moment
0: they figure out your trick you will be absolutely worthless to them and so the you should never do it no matter how much it hurts or hurts them
1: yeah yeah
0: normal normal did you guys have uh other moments for gay love shut it um, out for gay love it can also be gay not Adrian. really
2: i was i was just kind of fixating on how fucking cool christopher nolan thinks magicians are they are they're the worst yeah. humans on the entire planet but magic is cool
1: yeah
2: he's right he, yeah he
1: magicians are the unsexiest sexy people alive like, you see someone doing a magic trick, and you're like, damn, that's sexy. And then you see them, and, or, like, talk to them, and you're like, that's not sexy. But, like, sexy? It's, you know? Yeah,
0: when they pull the coin from behind your ear, that you're like, that was kind of sensual. But then they start talking to you, and you're like, I'm going to bury you alive.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: Um, yeah, the God, engineer I just, instinct.
1: I think yeah, the other I'm game just... moment is
0: just their diaries.
1: Um. Yeah, so, I, just... I really liked the moment when um, he's... So... Here's the thing. I have to talk about this mostly in the framing of ScarJo as a character because it really almost feels... I don't know how to like... There's so many moments where Angier is talking to ScarJo and is talking about Borden before he sends him to her. Like, he's just obsessed. And, like, there's one moment where, like, he's showing her how the one trick works because she's the assistant and they fall down onto the thing, like, the... the you know, they fall down onto, onto the, the, like, the pillow. And it's supposed to be,
0: like, a sexy moment because she's like, oh, it's she's not soft She's like, softer. it's not that
1: soft. And he's like, well, yeah, it's not for sleeping. And then is, like, still... Talk, like, they're, he she starts, like, kissing him and stuff and they're, like, both... Ki- like, you know, the, he, he goes for it but then is also just the whole time being, like that trick of his of Borden's it's so good like I don't I it's I I don't know like how he does it and she's like you uh you went and saw his show again and then like that scene ends like every time they have a conversation it is about Borden and then he sends her to him to spy on him is like I don't care about you I don't care about my wife I care about finding out his secrets, so I want you to, like, mutually be our beard and go spy on him. And it's just, like, (laughs) such a weird vibe. Yeah, Yeah, this culminating...
2: Sorry. Once again, they are going to each and every one of each other's magic shows. Like, fellas, is it gay to, to start a competing magic show right across the street from from your man's magic show yeah.
0: once like... again with the express knowledge that the other person will be watching it yeah like yeah. with like the knowledge that they're like yeah he will be sitting in the audience and i am doing this trick for him i am doing it to say mine is better mm-hmm. and this culminate the scarjo hugh jackman one culminates in like her like bringing the diary and then being like doing all this won't bring your wife back. And he literally just looks at her and says, I don't care about my wife. I care about his trick.
1: Yeah, and then he, like, collects himself enough to, like, protect her marginally because he realizes how awful that is. But that doesn't make it not true. And that's, like, the last time he talks about his wife in the context of the movie. And even, like, being mad at Borden, it really is the end of him, like, having that as, like, a, a purpose.
2: The wives are truly here to just... Be tragedy for the men, and then never. Yeah, it's a Christopher Nolan film.
1: I think the the Sarah stuff I think is good, and I think the actress did a really good job. I think it works better if you accept, like, if you had taken out Scarjo and accept this as like one of the brothers had a family and a wife who he loved, and one of them was obsessed with magic and obsessed with Angier and did not have the ScarJo bouncing back and forth thing, I think that would have worked a lot better for all of it because it really just, it it feels like he, like the one has like a gay romance and obsession with Angier, and that's why he's never able to with... fall in love with this woman. But then ScarJo is, and he's like, oh, I do love her. It's, like, messy. It just feels mm-hmm. like it should have been Angier, and he should have just been, like, so obsessed with Angier and talking to his wife about Angier, and she's like, why do you care so much?
0: Yeah, because the fruit line for Borden's wife is that, like, she he, like, says, oh, I love you, and she some days is like, no, no, you don't. You don't yeah. mean it today. She and- starts
1: out being like, oh, you don't mean it today, but I guess that means you love the magic more than me. And And it makes the days. Yeah, at at first she's like, that makes the days where you do mean it mean more. And then later she says it again, like, recognizes that he's lying and says, it makes the days where you, or, like, says it to the other brother and says, it makes it so much harder when... uh, You don't. When you don't love me. And that's the funniest scene because that is when... (laughs) That's when the one brother who does love Sarah goes to the other one and it's so like, Alfred you to be nice goes to, to her for a day. Alfred goes yeah. to Freddy and is like, "Hey, um uh I fucked up. I told my daughter I'd take her to the zoo, so um can you take my wife and daughter to the zoo and please convince my wife that I love her? I'm going to go hang out with your mistress, I guess. I guess that's how we're, how we're doing this today. I don't
0: yeah because he's not supposed he just has to do like a shopping list and then go meet her and he's like I promised her that I'd take her to the zoo so just spend some time with her and then when you get back you have to be me for today and that just culminates in like him the brother who sucks uh arguing with Sarah I don't think
1: that is that scene cause that happens
0: I thought that's like the end of that day
1: no that's the day that um cause he she's there with
0: I don't know. The that's timeline to,
1: Because he, he that day is talking about being buried alive. So I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure he literally got buried alive, had to switch back out with foul and do a show and then go sit down with his wife, who he hates. And that's like, that's <laughs> yeah. why he's so pissy that day. Yeah. Um,
2: he's just, You can tell he's had a normal one throughout that entire dinner scene. Like, he's basically just yelling the entire time, I sure did have a normal one today. He says, I'm sure
0: regular tonight. Um, I can't wait to be regular my entire life and have nothing weird happen to me. I'm normal. Our newest trick is I will bury (laughs) myself alive on stage and be dug out. Wouldn't that be fun?
1: Yeah, he, like, literally starts out like, wouldn't that be fucking fun? And Fallon's just sitting there like,
0: Bro, can we not do this right now? Um,
1: and then yeah, the like after that, um, she she keeps fighting, and she, uh, uh, Sarah, um, she tells the the they they differentiate by Alfred and Freddie by the very end. Like you can kind of see that happening with Scarjo and the other. Um, I mean yeah,
0: in the beginning when she's like. Bringing her him to her apartment, he's just like, "Well, see you later, uh, Borden." He's like, "Just call me Fred."
1: He says, "Alfred." Yeah,
0: call me Alfred. And so she, that's
1: the other one.
0: Yeah, that's the mean brother.
1: No, that's I think that's the the mm, nice no, one. And then they the had Alfred.
0: To is what's because it's one.
1: Alfred and Freddie. The other one always wants to be Freddie. Mm. Which I always took as like their names were Alfred and Frederick, and then they were like, nah, we'll just combine and be one brother." But <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, um, you, d- yeah, you, d- cause, yeah, I think ScarJo is the only one who ever calls him Freddy, cause she, he only ever really, like, is like that around, off. yeah, ar- around her, and then he, he, she, cause, cause when he shows up, he says, don't call me Freddy, it's Alfred, when he has to go be with the mistress for the day that he doesn't care about
0: like I can't believe I have to cheat on my wife. for my I don't brother.
1: understand why they didn't just like s- switch. Because it got
0: too much. They were, it was fucked.
1: They can just both. Yeah. It yeah. was fucked. But yeah, it's like, hard
0: keeping your life straight when you um, are leading two lives, but also the same one. You know?
1: Because yeah, like eventually it Sarah. Takes a lot. Sarah is like, okay, you. I don't want you to, because she's like, I know what you are, and I'm gonna tell your mistress what you are too. But she doesn't like. Necessarily have it put together enough to actually like say like what is going on like she has suspicions but you know so she's just like I just want you to be honest with me do you love me and he's like not today and then she goes and looks at the birds and stuff in his like magic room and kills herself
0: by other wife
1: yep by Borden's wife now all the wives are dead and then Scar immediately leaves him cause she's like you aren't even talking about her and that's kind of fucked up.
0: Yeah, so I think the gay moments of this are pretty simple. It's Angier uh, never being able to shut the fuck up about Borden. It's both of them writing diaries to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's the magic show that they go to where they're, they still think they're nice people.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. While I was watching this movie, I had an incredible thought, and I yeah. want to share it with y'all. Mm-hmm. Please. I think please this do. movie would be better as an anime. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I think yes. we just treat all the magic tricks like they're fucking special moves and have training arcs for learning the new tricks. And also it takes place entirely in a high school where we get to see other funny magicians also doing tricks. Okay, you want me to blow your mind right now? Uh-huh. This is basically, um,
0: this is basically Shion Mian happy hour. Hmm. Angier is just Angier is just fucking Keiichi And Borden is being like Yeah I'm Mion, sometimes Shion And him being like Haha funny joke You're just one guy though And Sheon being like mm, Sure bud mm-hmm. Sure Damn. man It's just Mian Shion This is why twin like plot lines are so funny Uh huh it's always just one person being like, "No, I'm telling you, we're two people." Another person being like, "No, you got to be one person." Then being like,
2: "Sure, bud."
1: Mm, it's. R-
2: <laughs> and then and then they and then they go on a date. Except, uh oh, they run into the other brother. Uh oh,
0: he gives uh-oh. him. Oh, he gave the teddy bear to the wrong brother.
1: Oh fuck.
0: Oh shit. And then the the mean brother takes um, Angier to the uh, ceremonial storehouse um, full of the ancient artifacts and tells him a scary ghost story and now thinks the whole town is after him.
2: Damn. Damn.
1: Hate it when that happens.
2: I hate when it happens to me. What if this movie was in a high school and it had a tournament arc? Oh, shit. Magic tournament arc? Cutter is like... Magic tournament arc. Magician versus
0: magician. Magician tournament arc. And, like, the whole thing is, like, they're both cheating because, like, Borden's Mm -hmm. two guys and Angier's just cloning himself. Mm. And they're Uh convinced they're each other's cheating, but they can't prove it. And, like, the whole time is them, like, killing off their fellow competitors because they're like, you fucking know, don't you?
1: Yeah, this is all well and good as, like, a tournament arc, like, high school kind of thing. I, I I think it's Death Note. I think it's Death Note, except uh, Light Yagami has a secret twin, and then eventually L starts. Um... So
0: L starts cloning himself.
1: No, actually, <laughs> L has a secret twin, and then Light starts cloning himself. Yeah, it's himself the to shitty little boy, him. the
0: second half of Death Note that you haven't watched yet. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should watch the second half of
2: Death Note.
1: Uh, I regret my words and deeds.
2: Yeah. If if you had a clone who wasn't It... A- 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 an exact duplicate of you and someone wrote your name in the death note would it kill one of you or both that's a real
0: good question can the death note determine if both of you are the same guy
1: what if um if you were alfred borden and frederick borden and you wrote alfred (laughs) borden in the death note but they were both alfred borden because they both what if you had a clone okay
0: what if you had a clone? And uh, he wrote in the Death Note
2: that you should die.
0: Would it kill one of your clones or would it kill all of you at once? Yeah.
2: What if Light Yagami had to write his own name in in the death note every time he cloned himself and he was like damn which one's it gonna be this time light
0: you got you got i never know if i'm gonna be the one door. in the death note or the
1: one on the stage
0: light yagami <laughs> falls through a death note trap door and drowns in a tub of water and he's just like which one will it be which one of me will it be today should we do uh. our rankings Let's do our rankings. Let's do our rankings. Where do we? <laughs> there are a lot of fridged wives in this. So where do we put this? Uh, where do we put this on no homo?
1: No hetero is oh. about fridging. No All homo right. is about their actual like. Do they get each straight married? Because they do
0: get yeah, straight no- married.
2: Yeah, no hetero is like fridging and like the actual gay content, so it has a lot of fridging. It's like very, st- very strong in the fridge department. But I feel like I don't know. Is it? Is it? It's very, very hate faced, And so, how do we rate that as opposed to like a romantic ship?
0: I think I want to go on the obsession level. You know where you hate mm. your ex so much, but you're just... You know how it's kind of like that thing where it's like, even if you hate something, if you keep tweeting about it, you are just a fan, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where people are like, I'm not a fan of this. I just think about it all the time. It's like, yeah, you're a fan. You mm-hmm. hate it, but you're a fan. Like me with Naruto. Mm-hmm, I hate yeah. Naruto, but I'm a fan of Naruto. I will talk about Naruto for hours.
1: Yeah, that's me thinking constantly about... Um uh the movie now you see me
0: we can't talk about now you see me um so i think we gotta rate it on how much of fans they are of each other god (laughs) they hate each other so much they hate each other so fucking much
1: Yeah. That it's making
0: them both look stupid. How
1: homosexual is it to have a girlfriend but constantly be talking to her about the guy who killed your wife and then eventually send her as like fuck me to said guy? How gay is that do we think?
0: How gay is it to view your rival's show every night? To pay a ticket- to go to his performance and study it so very closely and then sit there enraptured by how good it was every night. But like you're angry about it?
1: I think this might be a five star no homo. Damn. They ruined the each other's lives and everyone else because they were no homoing so hard at each other. They're like <laughs> I'm so extremely straight. In fact I hate you. I'm gonna go get straight married about it and ruin both of our marriages.
0: Yeah you meet your soulmate and you want them dead instantly and yeah. what's happening here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think this, yeah, this can be a five. Yeah, I think this is a five star, no homo. Incredible. Yeah. How are we, no hetero. How do do we think that goes? Lots of
0: fridge wives.
1: Yeah. Nothing
0: but
2: fridge wives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No
2: on-screen kiss, though. No on-screen kiss. I think, I'm thinking for me, maybe a three or a four.
1: Yeah. I think is it the opposite? No. Yeah. Number five on the scale is like an intentional on-screen gay kiss. And yeah. a, and a number one is just fridging every single wife. Mm. So like, I think this is a one on the no hetero scale because it's just like, there's, there's, it's extremely. Yeah. This is they, the most heterosexual yeah. bullshit that has ever happened. <laughs> We it's will, extremely okay. homosexual and also extremely heterosexual
0: yeah this is the yeah, most yeah, hate-filled yeah. heterosexual uh shit you've ever seen i will get a wife but i will think of nothing about this person and i might kill my wife just to get back at them
1: that's right okay
0: yeah that yeah. makes sense
1: but now no romo
0: has to be really easy it's a one right or negative wait. one yeah 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 these people do not love each other <laughs> These people want to go they're- watch magic shows with each other for probably the rest of their lives, and that might be what someone could call a romantic relationship. They need to do it on, like, the other side of the auditorium and then talk yeah. about it afterwards for five minutes. Yeah. That is the extent of their love can deal with each other, because they're also like, you need to die. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they're obsessed with each other. It's not romantic. They need to, like, hate fuck and never speak again. I mean, also, they both need to not be magicians.
0: I mean, we you said this should be an anime. This is Naruto. <laughs> this is Naruto and Sasuke True. constantly trying to kill each other. This is Naruto never shutting the fuck up about Sasuke. This is Sasuke constantly being like, how's Naruto doing? This is them literally seeing each other and being like, I will destroy you
1: yeah but as much as we add on how not romantic that was they still like had their like blood form a heart beneath them after they like Mm -hmm. like or no the blood was holding hands after their arms got chopped off this is what this is yeah this is not even that romantic
0: they can (laughs) yeah this is like they can be romantic in the extremes they can be like I i love you brother
2: and that's why I will
0: shoot you. <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah,
2: I think this this even goes further than Naruto and Sasuke hating each other. Because, like, Naruto and Sasuke, they just hate each other. They just want to kill each other. Like, these two are just ruining the lives of, like, everyone around each other. Like, this is, like, I mean, Sasuke never tried to steal Naruto's daughter and raise her as his own. Oh, but like, could you imagine if he did? Could you imagine if Sasuke uh, tried to steal his wife?
0: Could you imagine if Naruto sent Hinata to confess feelings for Sasuke just to steal his (laughs) secrets? (laughs) Hinata, I need to know how to do the Chidori. You gotta go work for Sasuke. I feel like he would do it with Sakura.
1: They would like finally be talking for a while and she would be like, Okay, you have to go hang out with Sasuke now.
0: And she's like, but Naruto, he's a rogue ninja. Why would I go confess feelings for him? And he's like, you gotta, you gotta steal his secret. You gotta steal the secret of the Sharingan for me. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then she comes back and she's like, I've fallen in love with him. And he's just like, yeah, I figured.
1: Okay, oh, oh, that was one of the gay moments I wanted to talk about. Actually, I completely forgot. Oh, speaking forgot. of gay
0: lines, when she's like, I have fallen in love with him. And he's just like, then I know exactly how hard this is for you hello hello <laughs> hello
1: what does that mean if not i'm in gay love with him
0: listen i love him too but you just gotta kill him
1: <laughs> That's i am ob- him being- <laughs> i'm obsessed with him too bestie but come on
0: listen bitch, we're you gotta stealing the secrets it.
1: right now
2: you gotta yeah. get over it
1: we've I, moved past yeah, gay love I, to gay hate keep up sis
2: <laughs> i i i want to give this a negative one on the no romo this these is two a have the opposite star. of a friendship <laughs> It's truly incredible.
0: I'm so glad I forced us to watch this movie because this movie is obscene. Yeah. It's this, unhinged. This movie is just, the more you think about all the discrete plot lines, the more unhinged it becomes.
1: Yeah, can we have a third segment to talk about the Tesla plot? Yeah, okay. Can okay. we just talk
0: about the- Okay, point? so we got our rankings. We got I'm our just... rankings. Congrats for us.
1: Uh-uh. Let's talk about yeah, the Tesla um, plot. Yeah. Yeah,
2: we, we got a- so okay, okay, so I think we-, we we have a 1 in no hetero, 5 in no homo, a uh, negative 1 in no romo. So that puts us at a 5. This is our lowest score ever. That's right. Good By for emotion. us. <laughs> Good
0: for us. Good for
2: us.
1: Well, we broke our streak because we gave, what, we, everything a...
0: We had, like, it saying it like a 9, I think. It was like
1: a 15, mm-hmm. 9, 15...
0: Yeah, it was something screwy. Like we were, we were meeting at extremes before, mm-hmm. and now
1: this is yeah. Except for Mouse Guard, which is perfect, even three stars across yeah. the board.
0: Yeah, simply immaculate. Not queer
1: baiting. Not queer baiting. Good media.
0: I'm so glad, Emory, you're yeah. going next because
2: you're the only one who suggest good media. Um, <laughs> I have a strong one. I'm very excited to to Thank reveal it. God. Mm. Um. Yeah,
0: this is <laughs> this is an unhinged movie. There is an entire subplot that is Nikola Tesla just invents a cloning machine by accident.
1: Yeah, because the subplot mm-hmm. goes, like, he decodes his journal and says... I gotta he, go. He encodes his journal with the code Tesla. Borden does this. Which, by the way, is a journal that he...
0: Wrote specifically, so... Both
1: brothers are writing in this. Yeah. Like, they're each taking turns writing in this, Um specifically in this tesla code specifically to piss off angier um and then uh god he so he sends him on this fucking quest and so he's like uh the the code is the answer also that's that's fun
0: that's how i got my trick tesla
1: yeah, yeah Tesla, dr- and so he sends him. He goes to Tesla. He goes to his buddy man, and he's like, which is Aunt, uh, Aunt, my, my boy, um, Andy Serkis, and he's like, yeah. So um, we can certainly, probably build this for you. Maybe it, I definitely know what you're talking yeah. about when you, you said say how you much money you have. Before. Um, yeah, if you have a lot of money. And so he goes to uh, Tesla, David Bowie, and says, hey, um, like the Angier and Bowie have this conversation, and they're like, so um, you're really obsessed with this. This seems like, it seems really insane for you to build a cloning machine to clone yourself for um, a, a magic trick. That seems like like really a problem. Um, like maybe you're too obsessed, but he's like, Mm -hmm. but Tesla, you're also obsessed with electricity. And he's like, damn, it's true. I can definitely build this machine for you. And the whole time there's like, they're going to these like conventions where like a bunch of electricity is going off and they're just like, ah, it's because of Thomas Edison's propaganda. It's actually very safe and totally normal. Um, and yeah, Thomas also, Edison's men are here to spy on Tesla and yeah, try to also, like, like arrest is, him, quote unquote. There question is mark?
2: just like this. There's just this running side plot of Tesla having his own little rivalry rivalry with Edison, and it's not fleshed out even slightly, except when. Edison's men burn down Tesla's laboratory. Yeah, it's just like a- (laughs) We're really just doing parallels between magic and science here, and I don't understand why. It's only in in its own little partition of the movie. Yeah, it's just like, by the way, they're they're the same.
1: They get to say, oh, well, me and- Angier and Borden are magicians. This guy's a wizard, because he can do what magicians only pretend to do, I guess. I don't know. It's weird cuz it's yeah, like Yeah, he can
0: do things like clone himself. Mhm.
1: It's so it's such a weird parallel too because it's like the par- the thing that is like driving the the conflict between like Angie and Borden is that they both love like the magic show thing, but Borden loves the magic and uh Uh, Angier loves the show so I'm not sure what we're supposed to get about this from like him talking to Tesla and Tesla being like against Thomas Edison unless we're supposed to like is Thomas Edison the one who loves like showmanship
0: Thomas Edison is the one that knows how to sell his product and Tesla is supposed to have like the better product. Thomas Edison
2: would never hurt a bird, I think, is the real thing. Because Mm. as we all know, his girlfriend was a magical glowing bird.
0: Yeah, Thomas Edison would never do anything to harm another animal because he just has that kind of moral track record.
1: Well, until, you know, eventually he learns that you got to get your hands dirty. Yeah,
0: eventually he starts cloning himself and dropping (laughs) himself into a box full of electricity, like uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's a weird parallel there. Anyways, yeah, this whole thing is basically them going like, damn, you!" like he, he uncracks the code and is like, damn, Tesla, you lied to me. You said you built a cloning machine and you never did. And he said, yeah, I didn't before, but I did now. It's done. <laughs> it's done. I made it for you. We can... simply, we've
0: simply, we've been shooting sparks at your hat for the last week and nothing has happened. So now we're going to try a cat. To see maybe if we can only clone living creatures and how that goes. Uh, They do that and the cat is fine and they're like, huh, I guess it doesn't work at all. And fucking Angier's like, well, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. And as he leaves, uh, he just hears like a cat like a hundred feet away in the woods. And he's just like, huh, I wonder what that is. And he walks over and he finds like a giant pile of top hats and a cat just sitting there and he's like, oh. You guys just didn't check outside.
1: Yeah, damn, it's all out here, just like you know, a hundred, a hundred yards away. And he's like, "Damn, I never checked the calibration because I just, I, it's so crazy that all these cats are just out here in the fucking woods." It's we insane. never checked our yard. Never yeah. once did we venture outside and see this like fucking the forest of top, hats. of top hats. The forest yeah. of top
2: hats out here. Tesla's problem was that he just never touched grass. This is, this is, this is a warning to us all. Get That's off right. of Twitter. Go outside. This is the sweatiest movie of all
0: time. <laughs> this movie is just... They filled the, like, fucking water tank that drowned Angier and his wife with the sweat from making this movie. <laughs>
2: god one of my can, favorite movies okay. of all time mm-hmm. can we just can we i know i've brought it up multiple times but can we just once again talk about just how michael kane's character is the most amoral fucker to ever live but yeah he doesn't like, give a shit he he's gives so weird so, he gives no shits about anything
1: because he feels like, like, I had the, this conversation, like, the first time I watched this movie with Devin, where I was like, he feels literally like Alfred. Like, they took Alfred out of both <laughs> the, comp, like, the out of those Batman movies, even though this was first. It feels like they put him.
0: Well, this was after, uh, the Batman Begins, I think.
1: Really? Yeah. This when was Batman out, Begins? Uh,
0: 2004, 2005.
1: Oh, well, damn. They I made mean, this in between all that?
0: Yeah. He pumped out movies quick.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah, Batman Begins was 2005.
1: Oh, well, yeah, so, like, they were probably making these at the same fucking time.
0: Yeah, no, they pumped this movie out quick.
1: (laughs) They overlapped a whole lot. No wonder they're the same fucking character. Um, yeah, they're like, yeah, Michael
0: Caine, just do the same thing.
1: It's like the shtick in there where his thing is to just say wise shit all the time. But like most of the shit he's saying is like, well, if you want to be a magician, you got to get your hands dirty. Like killing birds and nailing your rival in a coffin. Like it, it's so weird. It just it's a weird tone. I don't know if it's just because we all got Batman poisoned, but it just really like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's a, just weird weird character this man
2: is just i i don't know how how he got the motivation to just nail a man inside a coffin unless he is truly just like yeah sometimes you do fucked up shit and i find that normal
1: yeah he yeah, really because just then...
2: <laughs> he
0: is um I've been re-listening to a little of the Shrieking Shack and I got to the part where everyone just starts using unforgivable curses, but not the killing mm-hmm. curse, and they all pretend it's good and normal.
1: Yeah, we that's can what, torture people now, but we will that's not what kill.
0: Cutter is. He's just like, I won't kill a guy. I will bury him alive. Because he's just, he stops with them the moment they, like, kill a guy. The moment yeah. they, like, kill a guy, he's like, that's a bridge too far. I am fine with killing doves, I draw the line at killing a guy. I will bury him alive, though.
1: I'm very confused (laughs) on what... (sighs) Did he think it was just a transportation device? Because before he knew... He doesn't know. Before he knew that Angier was back from the dead, he was trying to get that machine so he could destroy it yeah like he specifically was like i don't want anyone to use it anymore before he knew that angier was still alive or that you know a version of him a clone but like i don't know <laughs> i guess just like transportation magic is evil i don't know it was very like i think like... he thought
2: it cloned people not cloned but like teleported them i don't know i mean david bowie was talking about like how people are get mad when progress happens so maybe he's just like yeah i don't know People technology will use this, bad
0: people will use this to teleport themselves to get mad at
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: David Bowie did tell um Hugh Jackman to destroy the machine he didn't say hey I made this and I realized how awful and destructive it can be so I'm going to destroy it no he did give it to him and said hey I already know you probably won't <laughs> But you probably should destroy this thing. Yeah, man. You probably won't, though.
1: Mance came to him and said, can you build me a cloning machine for my magic trick? And he said, I really think you should not use it for a magic trick, but I did already start building it. And then he's like, oh, um, I finished it. I finished building it. Um, You shouldn't use it. I'm going to tell you once again to not ever use this machine. You really, really should not. But I'm leaving it with you um, in your care. So Bye. It's very weird. I don't know what this very movie's weird. trying to tell me about Nikola Tesla, honestly. Is my big like question, honestly, coming away from the movie. It's like so much is happening and then they throw in this like Edison parallel with Tesla and it's like, "Okay, but
0: Sweaty. why?" <laughs> Fantastic movie.
2: All right, so do we want to talk about our 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 next offering? Yes, our next please of save
0: us with a good piece of media
2: so as as i as I said in the discord, I think my pick is going to be the scientific mathematic polar opposite of this movie uh because good. for the reasons of uh everyone is nice in it, good. Uh, it has lots of friendship Good uh, n- None of the birds die and
1: Excellent.
2: And I respect the director
1: mm, hmm. Perfect
2: So let me ask you all Do you like animal facts? I am obsessed with animal facts mm-hmm. Hell yeah Do you like anime girls?
0: Depends on who is making the anime girls But yes What if they're just
2: nice? What if they're
0: just nice? Then I enjoy the anime.
1: Then yes. yes. Cautiously, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My hand is hovering over the button. (laughs) (laughs) So my pick is the hottest anime of 2017, Kimono Friends.
0: Oh, let's fucking
2: go. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Mm. And I've... It's only twelve episodes long, so you could knock out probably the whole first season if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But if not, I'm selecting specifically episodes one, two, five, and six. Let's fucking go! Can't wait.
1: Wonderful
2: to watch the Friends. I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. I've been rewatching it, and it's it's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Speaking of uh, rewatching slash rereading things. Um, I mm-hmm. got a little bee in my bonnet about uh, shonen action uh, anime slash manga. So I've been mm-hmm. re-reading and re-watching uh, uh, Magi, and it's cemented something in my head that, like, you can have a group of three uh, friends, uh, two boys and a girl, and not have the Naruto effect, because mm-hmm. these, these boys are really good friends and they things say things like, I love you, I want to go on journeys with you, but also the show makes it very explicitly clear that uh, the one boy and the one girl have a big crush on each other and, like, share their feelings all the time. And uh, also uh, that they're both, like, straight because the writer is horny. Mm. Great. Great. It's great. It's one of those shows that I can't defend at all, but I do have a good time watching it. Just can't defend it. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. So is that is that it for is that it for us? I think that's it. Do we want to do our plugs? Alright, alright. Yeah. You can find the Twitter at we at Twitter dot com. You can find me on Twitter at Groovin and, and also you can find me on a Sonic Lore podcast called the Sonic Shuffle. Where we randomly just go through all of the Sonic lore, and I occasionally look up random Ken Pender facts just to get mad at.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Great. Yeah, and you can find uh, the. You can find me on Tumblr at DankusMcDonald, McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Sky underscore Bird thirty six. I will have a Tumblr for this eventually. It has been hectic over here, but uh, yeah, for now you can check out Gonex Hunting for. All of our fun stuff relating to that podcast. Emery, what do you got for us?
2: I've got a Fur Affinity. Uh, my hey. username is Space Robot. You can go check out my art gallery... If you want to contact me about commissions, you can do it on Discord if you know me there, or email me at spacerobotart at gmail dot com. I'm also on a podcast called Digimon Ghost Gaze, where we talk about Digimon Ghost Game. It's it's a it's a pretty pretty good show. We're we're we have a very monster boyfriend S episode coming up and <laughs> Devin Devin insisted that he be a guest on it. So we're going <laughs> to have a great time.
1: <laughs> wonderful.
2: <laughs> we get to see The Mormon big. Man guy big.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We get to see a big guy. <laughs> um, That's wonderful. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hey, hey, guys. What if a rabbit loved you so much that he turned, he, he became fucked up?
0: He became, mm. like, a fucked up, like, monkey dog man who tried to kill people while saying, must protect.
1: Mm-hmm. The corruption of obsessive love. It's great.
0: What if, it's, um, it's also... What if a funny dog, um... Like got out in your town and looked at one poster that said it should be a werewolf and it said, oh right, and then it started killing people. What mm-hmm. if a funny dog did that?
1: Sometimes what, it's yeah. simpler to follow instructions. So that's that entire episode is just
0: based that that dog is like oh yeah, he accidentally ate some data that said he should be a werewolf so he just started doing it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Bad
2: dog. <laughs> <laughs> Or a good dog. I don't know. He was following orders. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 left their their local folklore out on the counter, and he just went right for it.
1: He, yeah, I mean, come on. There's no bad dogs. There's bad owners. Yeah, you know?
2: maybe you shouldn't let your dog out, and maybe
0: that you shouldn't let your dog eat the folklore that says, kill people ritualistically.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, don't let your dog be a cop.
0: That's exactly. true. Exactly. Exactly. That's true.
1: <laughs> That's right. Hey guys. What? Uh, what? Wouldn't it be just so crazy? Oh my god! What? Wouldn't it be just absolutely insane if we just ended the podcast like right here? Oh my god! Like oh my right god. Here. No. No,
2: no, no, no! I'm we're just kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Just okay. Just a joke. But unless. Uh, just comedy. Unless. 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 Good night. Good night. See ya.